Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello, everybody. It's Simon here with episode 112 of Husband and Wife, Sentenced to Life, hashtag hostel. And over there is... Quiz host, MILF, hardworking mum, sexy wife, um, former <laughs> actress, former teacher, annoying Nintendo Switch player. Okay. Uh, you can stop if you have want. I missed any plaudits. Athlete, former athlete, <laughs> fringe, on point fringe woman. Planking champ. Planking champion. What's that thing we run through desert? Planking. Planking was, you know, well, the other one. Not getting any awards there. Um, <laughs> desert warrior champ. Little woman. Diminutive. That's... Arms aren't as baggy as she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> it is Laura. All right. <laughs> I don't have any applause. I had some applause. I don't have any applause ready. I apologise. I thought I might have some ready. It is Laura. That's a boo. Got a lot of special effects here. Boos will do. It is Laura. Rubbish. Rubbish. Don't like that way. Anyway, uh, here we are, episode 112. That's the first two minutes wasted. And um, we're trying to get a little bit of travel diaries in again. This is going to be Amsterdam to Berlin. Uh, so I think it's when we first got to Berlin. Right. When we first checked into the hotel and it was a bit weird. 
weren't it? Yes, it was. Uh, but we'll let us talk about that at the back end of this podcast. We recorded episode 111 as a sort of like an emergency in the car podcast. And do you remember? Yeah, I do. I, it was a weird one because I think you and I were still in a bit of shock. 100%. Knowing how I felt the next morning, 100% still in shock. We recorded, obviously, on the evening of the death of Queen Elizabeth II. And, uh, yeah, it, it was horrible doing the quiz. You know, we got through it, but it was horrible doing it with the emotions we were feeling inside. Uh, we are recording the car, but I, I don't want to listen back to it, but I've got a feeling, even that, we sound quite just spaced out about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Had a couple of days now. It's Saturday afternoon. We've had a couple of days to sort of digest things. So quite upsetting when I think about it. And uh, obviously as we build up towards the funeral, uh, what, when's that next? I think that's the end of next week, sometime, nine, ten days. I think that's going to be very moving to watch. And I think it's going to be huge. Yeah, I was trying to read the difference between a state funeral and... Uh, very, let's see. No, no, no. So, like, Prince Philip didn't have a state funeral. His mum, her mum didn't have a state funeral. Winston Churchill did. Yeah. And, but, like, her mum was still in the coffin, you know, where people could walk by. They're on about laying her in state, whatever it's called. Yeah, so, you, so you're laying in state, but that doesn't make it a state funeral. No. Because... Ah, it's, it was, it's Whatever a, it's the a big really, one is. No, but it's a really slight difference. She's getting the best. Yeah. VIP, platinum. Apparently the only monarch not to have had it is her uncle, old Edward. Okay, all right. The one that yeah. stepped down. Although I think one of her sons might not get one. Anyway, uh, when that day comes. No, yeah, no, monarch. The, the oh, monarch, right, okay. Um, he wasn't monarch. Yeah, he was for a few, for a little while. He stepped down. Sure, you've got to be a monarch at the end of the sesh to get it. We sound like experts on Sky News. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, it hit me proper hard about the Queen dying. Yeah. Little Betsy Pearl woke her up. And she, first thing she said, I didn't even think she knew about it. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to tell her about this gently. And she just come away to her daddy. The Queen died. Queen died like that. And I just started crying straight away. And she's like, oh, no, daddy, no, like that, cuddling me. And that just made it worse. And then I had a really emotional day. Like, I went swimming. When I came back, I sat and... I, I Normally on a Friday, I do the Friday fun run on work, which is three hours of requests. And it's really upbeat. It's really happy, in it? Yeah. It gets the kids out of school, gets everyone... Because Friday's a half day for a lot of people in Dubai. Getting everyone into the weekend. It's banging tunes for three hours, you yep. know. And I'm up there as well. Tending to be off me nut. <laughs> Banging. Yeah. And I didn't even want to go into work, but I, I phoned my manager and I just said, I can't do this today. And he'd had a similar thought. So we just turned it right back. We did, um, you know, not easy listening music, but kind of muted, crowded house, you know, lighthouse family, that kind of thing. Got rid of all the requests, got rid of all the backing music and all the competitions and just did three hours of people. I asked people to call in and do... You know, thoughts on the Queen, memories of the Queen. Have you met the Queen? Has she yeah. been to your country? Because obviously I, we're in Dubai. It's a yeah. multicultural place. And it was great. I mean, it was hard to do. I was choked up. I'd say for the first half hour and a half, I could barely talk on air. Yeah. And every time I read a nice tweet, 
Oh, it's a nice WhatsApp to the studio. Yeah. It, well, I it was hard to listen to because... Really? I, no, no, in a, I, I could hear you were upset. Yeah. So, and it, you did it really well. And, and I think um, a lot of people... Like I didn't want to miss it because I wanted to hear people's stories. Yeah. And it was quite, it's quite poignant. It's hard one, isn't it? Because a lot of people have said that oh, I only caught last 40 minutes. I'd like to hear it all. But we don't put out repeat shows. Yeah, I think a lot of people would have liked to have listened to the full show. A lot of I wonder people, if I could put something together. There was, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, what you did was really nice. It made them cry. It's the tone, isn't it? Yeah. No, I think and, it and needed to it, it was well done. It was well done. So, yeah, good on you. And, and it did make me cry. And then... Poor Betsy, she's, they've done it in school and she's kind of, they've done it, she's she's on her Friday vibe, can I have a play date? And I'm like... You're like, the queen's died, how then, can you talk I said, hold on a minute, I just want to listen to Daddy's speech and, and to the beginning of his show and then that just set me off and she's like, oh no, mummy. Yeah. But yeah. It, and then last night... Basically our kids think we're wrecks. We <laughs> just cry all the time. I, then I kind of held it together all day and then when... King Charles did his speech yeah. last night. I well, I came home exhausted. A, yeah, you were drained. Genuinely drained from doing it because it was so emotional to do. Yeah. I put it on Twitter and Instagram. I said, it's the hard, one of the hardest radio shows I've ever done. You know, and I've done shows when the Queen Mother died and you do these occasions when there's disasters. 9-11. Yeah. I was on radio when 9-11 when that happened. There are difficult days in radio. And when your job is, if you're on the BBC, it's different. It's if you're in news, if you're a journalist. But if your job is to be the idiot monkey who's supposed to always... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. difficult for me on a daily basis because if you listen to this podcast, you know, I'm kind of down in the dumps a lot. But it's very difficult to do it. You know, and I've got no producers or anything like that, so it's just me sort of flying solo there. Yeah, no, no. and I get that. It, like, when I, wa- when I was a teacher, you have to find that... The reserve... Yeah, especially when you're working with little ones, like they're all, you know, yeah. they're all excited all the time. And you've got to suddenly be happy and getting them in the mood and everything else. And that's really hard sometimes. So I totally get it. Oh, I suppose it's exactly the same, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to go in and you can't, you can't have an off day. No, no matter, you know. You know Doctor ma- Theatre. Um, but like you were saying, so I came home and I was just a bit crashed out. And there's nothing else to do at the minute but watch rolling news. Yeah. So we put that on. And we saw Charles leave Balmoral. He, he caught a plane with Camilla. Camilla, did, I mean, it, there aren't many things you can laugh about. Yeah. Charles was shaking hands and getting on the aeroplane, little aeroplane. Then Camilla comes out and she's got one of them umbrellas that's basically half a circle that you can see through, <laughs> you know, like a... Yeah. And she's got it pulled right low down on her head. Like a Dalek. Yeah. And she and all I could think is she's had a blowout. She's had air done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. don't want it. It's windy. She's at an airport. It's raining. She don't want to get her hair a mess. She weren't faffing about what Charles she wasn't worried about his hair, was he? No. Dignified. Um, so then we, wa- we were watching the House of Commons speech, which I'm, I'm beginning to get more and more into politics thanks to that podcast I'm listening to, but it was a very special House of Commons because nobody was being dickheads. Yeah, normally in there. Wasn't it nice? Wasn't it nice to see people being nice you know to each like? other? Normally, when you watch it, I get really annoyed because I'm thinking it's. And I said this to Dom Jolly when we were talking. It's like public school boys having a laugh at our expense. We're all can't pay energy bills, starving, yeah, yeah. COVID, 
And they're all in there in their ivory towers having a laugh at each other and having a little argument. No, you're rubbish. No, you're rubbish. Here, here. Boo. Yeah. And this time, everyone's in black tie and the big ones are doing the speeches. Your Truss, your Starmer, your Johnson, your May. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they all gave these speeches, and most of them were quite serious. That, with that, a that's not of... Queen, the band. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Boris Johnson, for everything, ev- uh, well, everything we definitely think about him, very good speech. He did a really good speech, and I just thought to myself, why didn't you talk like that when you were Prime Minister? Why didn't you, every time we saw him do a speech when he was Prime Minister, he was bumbling. Because he was blagging it. But this time, he was doing a heartfelt speech, mm. he yeah, he did it really well. And then it was nice to see, obviously, I know they had to do that bit. But then when it was a different party, they'd say, well done, that was a lovely speech. You know, good on you. And then they'd do their speech. But it was just nice to see. The one everyone's saying was the best one was Theresa May, funnily enough. And she was great. She made everybody laugh. She talked about some story about cheese with the Queen. And it was a good. And by the time we watched all of that, Charles had landed in London at a little RAF airport somewhere. Charles and Camilla had landed. King Charles III had landed. And the Queen Consort. And the Queen Consort. So Game of Thrones. I keep saying it's so Game of Thrones. (laughs) I love it. And they had a police escort through London. Funny thing is, they drove exactly the way you and I had to drive into London when we went to Buckingham Palace. No one cleared the roads for us, did they? They got there a bit quicker than us. Yeah. And they weren't told to park. Somewhere that's absolutely nowhere near the <laughs> sodding palace. So, and I thought, oh, you know what? There's there's hundreds, if not thousands of people already at Buckingham Palace, right? Yeah. The streets were lined. It was nice. Yeah. And I don't know if they knew he were coming, but I thought, well, they're in for a disappointment because he's just going to drive straight through. They might wave a little bit, but his mum's just died. So he's not going to be stopping. Yeah. And if this, what he did, what they did... If this is a sign of how he's going to be as king, yeah, it's just amazing. Well, because she's the, the queen's done it all her life, and he's a pro. She's old at right. She's yeah. brilliant at it. And you could always see that Philip were a bit like, "Come on, move the bloody car," you know, like <laughs> he always wanted to get it done. He did his. He bit. loved the f word. Yeah, um, and I would imagine Charles has inherited a bit of that. Well, no, they pulled up outside Buckingham Palace gates. The car stops. Yeah. And I, I, how excited did I get when that... I said, stop it, you stop your car. Yeah. Well, I, do you know what? When they did stop the car and then Camilla got out, I couldn't, I was really shocked. Because no one would have... You were nip, nipping to offy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nobody would have blamed them if that car had carried on into the gates. His mum's just died. He's out, All of a sudden, he's been thrown into being king. And, you know, yeah. y- yes, he's been preparing for it all his life, but... I don't think anything can prepare you for hey, so, that. nobody that. works the day after the mum dies. No, 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 exactly. You know, like, he's still in a deep mourning period. And, and uh, yeah, so, so I don't think if it, anybody would have blamed him or even thought anything of it if the car had kept on going. No. I genuinely thought the car was going to keep on going. So it was... Anyway, full-on Tom Cruise did, didn't he? Tom Cruise, Leicester Square. He full-on Tom Cruise did. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought, he's going to come out, get a round of applause. There were a lot of people shouting, God save the king and all of that, which is lovely. Yeah. And he starts shaking a few hands. And I could, I'm thinking, this is not going to last. Well, he did the full line. He did. He full did. line. And there were some proper <laughs> toothless Brits. Yeah, there were pro- 
I'm going to have to bleep that out. But they were like kissing him. Well, one woman did and she's made the headlines. Well, a couple kissed him on the hand, but yeah, then one went straight in. She went straight in. She looked like Jade Goody's mum. I don't think that was on. I don't think that's on. And the day after his mum's death as well. Um, But there was a right mix in there. I've seen women grab you like that as well. Every colour, every age, every creed. It was great. You know, I don't like the mobile phones thing, but you're going to do that, aren't you, if, you're, if it's their king. And uh, you were out there for yonks. And Camilla's behind him. She's doing the same. She loves a bit of that Camilla. She, I, I reckon she's a laugh in them lineups as well. Right? So that was just a beautiful thing to see. Then they walked, and there was a shot. Even Honey said it. Right? Yeah. Got to be careful talking on this podcast about our daughter, Honey, because her teachers listen, and then her teachers tell her, and then she comes home and about, I've told them now, teachers, I'm like, don't tell her, because <laughs> they come in a bad mood with me. Anyway, this is a good thing. Uh, so let's get one of these for Honey. <laughs> um, he walked, they walked into the palace together. Yeah. And there's no security at that point. The security was holding back, and there was this shot of them walking to that tunnel, Towards the arch, yeah. Towards the atrium that's in the middle there where we were, actually, when we were at Buckingham Palace. And um, and it was just the two of them walking, and, and Honey went, what a shot. Yeah. And I was thinking it, but I was like, she's bang on. That yeah. right there is a postcard of the future. The first time, as king, Charles has walked into his new palace. And they were making out like it, because the room was, he weren't going to live there. They're making out like he's going to move in there. So... It was amazing. Yeah. And then later on in the day, as you said, he did his speech. And that was a pre-recorded speech, which is, that's what he was doing in the afternoon. Sat at the desk. Picture of the Queen in the picture frame there. But still, and I know it's something they have to do and everything else. But there's not many people that would be able to do that the day after their mums died. You know, and he did it with such grace and... Just, he said exactly the right things. The tone was 100%. He said nothing in that speech that were wrong. He got nothing wrong. I don't know if they edited it or what. It was the right balance of, and because we've had the Queen all our lives, right, you see these old grainy black and white films of her dad and whoever, previous kings that were, you know, on film, doing them speeches. It is my duty to tell you. You know, they're doing speeches like that. And we've seen the Queen do it, of course, but she's, again, we've seen her do it for 70 years. But seeing Prince Charles do it. And he didn't do it how I, because I thought he was going to repeat the words, you know, it will be, it's my duty to do from now till the day I die. He didn't repeat it. He said, I echo the words of what my mother said and stuff like that. So he actually made it more of a modern speech. And what I thought was really nice is the way he talked about Camilla yeah, he, you know, Lush. he talked about her like he loved his wife, you know, like, you know, and, and he said, and that I thought was really nice. He, he knows. No, but he didn't talk about her like, you know, she's just another, another member of royalty with no, a job no, no. to do. He talked about her like. With affection. Yeah, he needed her. And then the way he talked about William and, and also how Kate is then there for William, you know, that kind of thing. And it was nice to hear him say about William getting his. Prince of Wales. Titles now. You know, Duchy of Cornwall. Like- so now when you buy them biscuits that cost a fortune, the, the Duchy of Cornwall biscuits, because I always say whenever I am an idiot and buy things that are that expensive from Waitrose, I'm like, 
Prince Charles's biscuits. They're not Prince Charles's biscuits anymore. They're William's biscuits. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but yeah, so you know, and he he did give his give Harry and Meghan a little mention. Fair dues. But yeah, he had to do that. Didn't yeah, he? he did. You have can't to have favourites. He did. Act. No, but <laughs> when your son is the heir to the throne, though, and he's not done tell all books and all like this. You can't say you've got a favourite child, but it must be very difficult. I don't think... No, and I don't think it is about having a favourite child. He just obviously... He was talking about... I don't think he had to mention him. So the fact that he did, I thought, was a sort of doth your caps thing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's calm down with all the And he said, he said enough. Fighting. He didn't need... You know, he didn't go into anything else. But yeah. yeah. No, it was well done. And just... And lovely words about his... Do you think you were doing two mom. fingers on that desk? Because he had his hands on that desk. But anyway, tone perfect. The right amount of... Um, kingliness, regalness. Yeah, he, f- he looked every bit the king. I said I've been saying this all the, all day yesterday. He looks every bit the king now. I have seen still some negative comments. There will be, uh, but do you know? I've and I've also seen the. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I don't think it's right that Camilla is the Queen Corset, you know, Corset, not the Corset. Queen's Corset. Yeah. She's the Queen's Corset. So anyway. But yeah. um, That was great. There was the big service at St. Paul's Cathedral, beautiful building. We'd switched it off by then and I kind of feel like we missed some stuff because Ellie Golding sang, there were some bagpipes. So I don't know if I missed anything else big there. I don't know if they had a comic on or what I doubt they will have. I think we just needed to switch off in, in a... Men- yeah, mental way we need to switch yeah, off. Yeah, so, so well we didn't switch off. We just put other telly on. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, I mean that's what I mean. We need to think about Monica. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do here is I think we'll wrap this one up now because we've done twenty minutes. Okay. But this is kind of part B of the uh, Queen and the King. You know, the one the other night was a bit sketchy. I think, but I wanted to put it up. You know, as I said on it, that because it was a of the moment thing. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is we're going to hand over to us. Doing our travel diaries, we're in Berlin. I think we're recording it in our bedroom in Berlin, which was right next to Checkpoint Charlie in a lovely hotel. Was it a Mercure? Yes. Or something like that. Beautiful hotel. Weird little area it was in. Um, you know, but... Yeah, I think um, what's interesting about our Berlin trip, without giving too much away, is... It, it grew on us. Well, I think this is just the start of it. Yeah. So this is us getting from Amsterdam to Berlin and talking about that and his first day in Berlin, I think. So, well, let's hand over to that. <coughs> uh, 
Hello. Morning. Part five of this travel podcast from Berlin. Mm. We're in Berlin now, aren't we? Yep. Quick recap from... I sneeze. I might be oh, my breath. God, every time I press record. Every time. <laughs> oh. You have a bit of trouble with sneezing this morning, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you did a sneeze that sounded like a monster was in the room. I wet myself. Wet yourself when you did a sneeze. Oh. Oh dear. Ladies of an age will know oh. what she's talking about. I'll just keep talking while you yeah. piss around with your nose. So, Hello. yeah. How can I keep going? So every time I start talking, <laughs> you do that face. Oh. Anyway, uh, yesterday was last day in Amsterdam. Got up and did us packing at Dicker and Thys, our hotel. Yeah. Which I've got to say, fairly decent hotel. Yeah. For the price. Yeah. Location-wise, middle of everything. Yeah, great. You know, if you don't mind a bit of noise at night, we were pretty high up, we were fourth floor, but there's still a bit of noise. Oh, yeah, the older, the trip advisor, what do you call them? Yeah, whinge bags. But for me, fine. We didn't have breakfast, we, didn't, we never ate or anything there, so I can't say about that, but the staff were friendly, the lift was all right. It's good to have a lift in an Amsterdam hotel because everybody knows the really steep stairs. Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. So we packed, which was sad. It's always sad, isn't it? I was really sad to leave. I was, like... Yeah. I, I could have done... I would say we squeezed a lot into three days in Amsterdam. I would rather have done a week and took us time. And, you know, like, because it, it felt like we were constantly... Like that family on fast show. We were constantly running everywhere with our bags. Well, you wait... You see my Berlin itinerary. But anyway, uh, we went to... Got packing, put us bags in the luggage room and uh, went off to Van Gogh Museum. Yep. Had a little cup of coffee outside. It's only ten minutes walk from where we were staying. And, well, I put in my diary today, I thought the Van Gogh Museum... I know it's a bit rude one saying you like Van Gogh, but I love him. Yeah, well, he's... He's got a backstory, any, any, Great backstory. Any, anyone that's got a backstory. Makes Great you... backstory. You wouldn't want to... If you were on Tinder, it'd be a red flag, his backstory. Yeah. But you were saying he only started painting when he was 27, right? Yes, he did. Now, obviously, he's got a natural flair for it. There's no denying it. And, and he was in he was in the in crowd of artists as well. He hung around with them yeah. kind of people, so he... But... If he started painting when he was 27, and I think he shot himself when he was 37, spoiler alert, Yeah, he only painted for 10 years. I mean, he, we walked round... He did a hell of a lot. Four floors of paintings yesterday. You've got to assume each one of them paintings took a good while. Self-portraits alone, there must have been 30 or 40 self-portraits. Yeah. Then you got into, like, all his... Um, uh, what do you call it? Paintings of fields and trees and stuff. Now I've got to say, I thought some of his paintings were brilliant. A couple, not so good. Like you weren't struck on some at Goodens as well. Were you some at Biggies? Sunflowers? Oh uh, no, no, no. The thing with the sunflowers is he's done some, in my eyes, better paintings. But you can hear it, can't you, in my nose? Right. Uh, I think the thing with the sunflowers is it's the colour thing. So we use like three or four different shades of yellow. That. Yeah. Right, sorry, because... Right, girls, we're in the middle of recording podcast here and you sound like idiots in background. So just try and quietly get on with what you're doing. This is what it's always like. Oh, it's trying to get everybody up, in it? Right, yeah. so yeah, so that's, that's what I think Van Gogh, because it, 
even with all his self-portraits, what it tells you is that he experimented with colour. And, and when you think about that, like nowadays, we get given... Everything. All the colours, all the palettes. We know all about the colour wheels and all that stuff. Back then, it was different, wasn't it? So his, yeah. his creation of colour is, I think, what's yeah. really important with Van Gogh. And I did me, you know, the, I don't know if other middle-aged dads and husbands do this, but I got emotional again. Where at? Um, you paid the bill? I've been emotional paying a lot of bills on this bloody trip. But, um, just reading his story, oh, no, you know, his timeline yeah. at the end. and That's my favourite reading the history of it all. Because obviously he had mental problems. But I was wondering if it might have been something to do with the paints, the pigments in the paints, because, you know, the limes, the lime in the paints and things like that. Yeah. You know, we listened to that um, S-Town podcast. And if you've not listened to that, it's a great podcast, but there is something to do with that towards the end. The Mad Hatter. Um, and I wondered if it might have been something to do with the paint, which would be tragic. But I said to Leo as we left... I, and I know it's really boring, but I always bring it back to his filmmaking. And I said to him, you know, like, how can you paint your entire life? And I, well, I know it was only a decade, but it was his entire adult life, maybe. How can you paint that prolifically and that much for no, f for no fame, no income? You know, he's basically, he spent his life pursuing his passion and now we do everything for, you know, these days, when when I when I take photographs, for instance, I take photographs for the memories, but most people these days are taking photographs to get likes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And most people do everything for either recognition or money. So to do something just for the love of doing it like that, and that's why I got emotional, thinking, God, he just really... Well, he, he gave up his life... And to move into the countryside and just and he yeah. said he said to his brother this is the life I want I just want to be surrounded yeah. by the countryside painting doing what I love and I thought you know what that's what I want he got it right that's what I want but yeah so it was brilliant and uh, then we came outside and we walked through Reich's museum which was really nice yeah we didn't go in but apparently it's really good but you know a lot of people around saw some beautiful buildings we had a bit of a tiz with each other because we couldn't find anywhere to go for Brecky, we couldn't find a... Well, basically, we wanted an English slap-up, didn't we? And it was very difficult to find. Excuse me. Um, yeah, although I would say Amsterdam, for vegetarians and vegans... Yeah, is incredible. ...fantastic. So good, so good. So if you go in, I would... Re we, we, I think we recommended it already, but the vegan junk bar is brilliant. Yeah, great food. That's where we ended up yesterday. A different one. And then, the one thing we've been wanting to do every day is go to this market called the Albert... Coop market mm -hmm. and unbeknownst to us we end up eating in this place I think it's called Dipip the area we're in P-I-J-P right and we had this food and then walked out and this market was on the next street down but unfortunately we didn't have time to go no it looked like a good street market so then we walked back uh, got us bags we decided to use the public transport which was fun and then we spent a couple of hours in bloody airport. We got there way too early. Shippel Airport, my God. Well, everybody's been saying about Shippel, like Heathrow and Shippel are the two that have been, everyone's been moaning about and saying, oh, it's 
you know, super busy, blah, blah, blah. And it was busy. But, but not busy like we didn't have to wait anywhere. The, you know, the check-in and that side of it was actually all right. Through it in two minutes. Yeah, it's the restaurants heaving. And then, yeah, so it's once you're through, it was busy, which is just a bit annoying. We saw there was a bunch of lads in sombreros, obviously on a stag do, young, very young lads as well. Pulling pushing, moonies. Pu- pulling moonies and sh- pushing the bum cheeks against the windows. You don't get that in No, Dubai but it's Betsy's first time seeing somebody pull a moonie. Yeah. She, she enjoyed it. Um, the flight to Berlin was a pleasure. As you know, I'm terrified of flying. And it was an absolute pleasure. It was busy. But well, yeah, what I like is they come and give you a drink. Do you want a drink? Then... Then you go drink it dead fast because you're landing again. Two minutes later, it's like, oh, can we collect a glass? I'm like, what? Yeah. That's fun. Um, so then we get to Berlin, Schiphol Airport, Doddle. We bought this family train ticket, Doddle, cost 20 quid. Yeah, I do your research. That's a, that's what I would say for both Amsterdam and Berlin. Do your research for the, the, tra- the train and travel because it can become expensive. But we've we've definitely done this one the cheapest way. A yeah. group, group ticket... All zones. 20-odd euros, weren't it? And it lasts 24 hours from when you validate it. So we caught the train to from uh, from Berlin Airport to Friedrichstrasse, and then we caught the underground, the U6, to... Checkpoint Charlie. No, well, I mean, people know Checkpoint Charlie, but our stop was called Cock Street. (laughs) Uh, Cockstrasse, which is quite apt. And from there we walked to our hotel, which is weird after being in Amsterdam and seeing people everywhere. And I mean everywhere. People, every single street's got loads of people on you. are never on a quiet street in Amsterdam, are you? No, it's a constant buzz. And I did miss that when, when we first got up. I thought, we first came out of the underground. Well, we came out of the underground at Checkpoint Charlie, so there were a bit of kerfuffle people there. And then we walked around the corner towards our hotel and you suddenly, it's like being on a film set on a big film lot, like a New York film set or something. Big buildings, nobody around. Absolutely nobody around. And just deathly quiet. Yeah. Which, coming from the buzz of Amsterdam, is quite weird. I'm hoping today, obviously, Berlin is a very popular place. I'm hoping it's going to be, um, you know, it's obviously going to be vibrant and I can't wait to see it all. No, I think once we get into... But obviously Berlin's a lot bigger, so... You know, it's going to be yeah. a lot of a train travel. But I would say that moment when we came up the steps and we saw the checkpoint, Charlie. Emotional again. It's yeah, it's it's very eerie. Yeah. And in this hotel, we've got these huge, like this is photographs weird. on the wall. The war photographs, and I'm sure the positive ones. It's not like they're going to put negative ones on there. Yeah, it looks but like celebrations. Is, but this is an army. They look like they're wearing the, what do you call the, is it called Busby hats, what the uh, British lads wear? They look a bit like that. And they're marching past the Berlin Wall. It's covered in graffiti, so it can't be that old. And the kids have got one in their room. These huge eight-foot-by-eight-foot photographs on the wall. They must be positive, and it must be to do with the area we're at, I think. Anyway, last night we get to room. You, everybody needs a shave in various areas. So I got sent out on a mission. Well, let's just explain. We've, as we said, we did. Uh, we're doing uh, hand luggage only this this trip. Yeah. So no, yeah. So no cabin baggage. Which is brilliant. But the like two of the 
things, essential things, tweezers, razors. And nail clippers. Yeah. So I got sent out last night and basically, long story short, the maps weren't working properly. What they call a supermarket here is actually a news agent that just sells beer, like a kiosk. And ended up stumbling across a Lidl. And I had a discussion with an old woman in Lidl about conditioner, because it doesn't say conditioner on shampoo bottles in Germany. And she seemed amazed that I wanted to buy conditioner. I mean, I have got air. <laughs> and um, then I went stumbling around and found a little uh, Chinese man in a shop who sold me some nail clippers. And I went, do you sell? Doing the motion. Oh, and he God. went, ta, 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 ta. And he walked around the supermarket going, ta, 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 until he found them, which was quite amusing little interaction. Oh. We had an Italian last night at a place called Lunga well, Mary. But I had a shower. Yeah. The power shower. Great seems. shower. We had one together, which, but, but not... No, oh, we didn't, got, have, a, we didn't no, have a... No, we need to tell this story because it's funny. We didn't have a shower together. What happened was... It was timing. You you needed a shave with yeah. the new razors. Yeah. So I said, because we're obviously... This one, we're, we're all in one kind of room. It's a big family room. Kids are down the corridor in their room. But only one bathroom. So yeah. I big, said, why don't, why don't you have a shave while I have a shower kind of thing. Yeah. With the new razors. And we were both so excited because the the shower was amazing. Yeah. And now, get, getting to shave when you've not shaved for a week. Yeah. Clean as a whistle. Oh, it was so exciting. So I said, I might as well just jump in. You're in there. It's one of them big open wet room sort of showers. So we're in there and we're just having a bit of a laugh on showering together. But we were already washing, never touched each other. Just excited that it was a really nice And just having shower. a little giggle. <laughs> anyway, we come out and... It turns out the kids could hear every word in the shower. It was, and it wasn't a sexy shower. We said nothing naughty or rude in there at all, but we were just having a laugh. Honey was up a height, weren't she? She was living. We can hear every word in there. <laughs> and quite frankly, it's disgusting. So we had a little tears and we were like, hey, it could have been worse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we went out for a meal at a place called Ristorante Lunga Mary. Last night for an Italian, we overordered but way too much. Once again, if you're about to do European travel and you come in with the kids, know this, and this is no exaggeration. Every time you go for a meal, be it breakfast, lunch or dinner, the bill is 100 quid. So right, we're yep. spending 300 quid a day on food, right? N- no joke, 300 quid a day on food, not counting travel, not counting drinks, not counting the rest. It is a nightmare. And that's like one drink as well. That's not yeah. even me boozing up. That's me... That's no. Laura one, one Drink. Laura One Drinks, which is enough these days. So we did that, we came back and... Uh, Beds are nice, rooms are nice. Yeah, we watched a bit of Taskmaster in German, which seems very strange. <laughs> the German version of Taskmaster. Yeah, and so it was now, quite a chill night last night, but I think the plan today is have a... We've got... Um, well, let's not talk about it, let's talk about it after. Right. Let's talk about the experience, we've got stuff planned today. But yeah, so as you've just heard in background before... Our kids aren't morning people like we are. We've been up a few hours. We've been doing everything we need to do. We've, we give the kids a chance to sleep in. They're all just bickering over the one bathroom. Well, I will, so, you know, the difference between Amsterdam and Germany, what I've noticed already is that um, obviously Germany's got more rules, but just the, like, there you still wear masks on the oh, yeah. transport. Masks. The... Um, the balconies have those nets, the safety nets all ar- all around them. Yeah. You know, like I wanted. Well, ours does anyway. But they don't up there. No, but they're not. Yeah, they do. 
the other day, you just can't see them. No, they do, yeah. Yeah, so so you've got safety nets all around, which m- mummy appreciates. It's good. Kids Whereas in Amsterdam, off. we could open our wind our door wide open and. Oh, you'd have to. I mean, you would have to climb to get over that bloody thing to fall off. Yeah, but remember what people do in Amsterdam. Yeah, well, that's them. Anyone who climbs, not children, but any adult who falls off a balcony on holiday, because a lot of this happens in. You see it all through the summer in on Spanish holidays and stuff. People who. And I think to myself, well, don't go out to your bloody balcony if you're drunk. Yeah. Anyway. Right. We're going to get off. We'll report back on Berlin. Day one of Berlin. See you later. Bye. So there you go. That was us in a hotel, in the Mercure Hotel at Checkpoint Charlie in Berlin. Uh, There's more Berlin diaries to come up in the next podcast, I guess. Yeah. And um, we're going to, the next podcast, by the way, is going to be a review of the week. So uh, that might be out uh, the start of the start of the week, or maybe still this weekend. So we might there might be a few back to back this weekend. But it's kind of a review of things that are quirkies that have happened this week. <laughs> so we'll be back next time. Yes. See you later. See you. Bye. Bye. The end. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.